I remember the first night I saw Miss Andrea. It was the summer of 99. School was out, work was out, I was too broke for pizza. So on my way back to my dorm room at Gateway College, I peeked in to see what was going on in the chapel. Missouri was holding their children's camp in the chapel, and I thought, yeah, why not? So I walked inside. I followed the kids up to the altar, and I found one little guy there with his hands raised. This is a great chance to put my children's ministries class to the test. So I started to pray with him. That's good, buddy. Say, I love you, Jesus. I love you. You are doing great. I am doing great. If my teacher could see me now, she'd bring my B up to an A. Can my teacher see me now? While I was praying with that little guy, I opened my eyes. I looked up on the platform, and I saw her. I couldn't take my eyes off of her. I forgot all about the little guy. You'll be fine. You're, you're going to get the Holy Spirit one day. And grade comes back to a B. But I just met the girl I was going to marry. I even told my friend Luke, I'm going to marry that girl right there. He looked at me, looked at her. He wasn't so sure. She wasn't so sure. But I didn't want to lose her, so I followed her around. And not like students follow each other on Instagram. I followed her around. I call that determination. Some people call it stalking, but words. But I made her a deal. You marry me, I'll leave you alone. You got yourself a deal. So a few months later, I asked her dad if I could ask her to marry me. And he gave me his blessing as long as I could provide for her and for our future family. He simply asked me to show him a budget to show I was responsible to provide for a family. Can do. I love math. I love numbers. I crunched the numbers. Income on the left. Expenses on the right. Let's do this. And I was excited until I realized I didn't make enough to pay the bills. I tried the numbers again. Still came up short. I was going to college full-time, working full-time, but it still wasn't enough. Adulting, this is tough stuff. So I called Andrea. I'm so sorry, but we can't get married. I don't have enough. I don't make enough to support a family. Are you sure? Yeah. The numbers, they just don't add up. I, I don't know what to do. Even when I combine both of our incomes, there's just no way. And there's no way her dad would give me his blessing if I couldn't give him our budget. What to do? What to do? Well, I'll tell you right after this. Good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to Andrea's husband, L.J. Harry, and you're listening to Tax Time on Simplify. We regretfully hung up the phone and I went back to work, trimming here and there, cutting expenses, inflating income. Sorry, Dad. But I still couldn't get it to work. I looked it over. How are people getting married these days? And then it hit me. It was the taxes. I took out the taxes twice, once before I got paid and again at tax time. I was taxing our sweet little family twice and we didn't even have a sweet little family yet. I dialed Andrea's number faster than a cheetah on a moving sidewalk. It's the taxes! It's the taxes! What in the world is where's Waldo so excited about? I took out the taxes twice. We can make it work. We can get married. To this day, tax time still frightens me. It seems like it's been that case for centuries. Three of Jesus' followers had front row seats to see Jesus transfigured on the top of a mountain. Then Jesus healed a demon-possessed young man who was demon-possessed ever since he was a young boy. 
And then a tax collector snapped Peter and the boys back to real life when he walked up to Peter and announced, It's tax time, gentlemen. Peter, doesn't your rabbi, your master, your teacher, doesn't he pay the temple tax? The temple tax man held out his hand expecting a shiny shekel. Peter said, Of course he does. Why wouldn't he? What kind of silly question is that? Peter shrugged it off and went into the house where Jesus was staying. He was going to tell Jesus all about the greedy greeterton outside, but Jesus already knew. And he asked Peter a question of his own. Hey, Pete, do kings tax their own people or the people they conquer? Well, Peter knew the answer to that one, too. Well, the people they conquer, of course. Peter was pretty proud. I'm two for two today. Ask me anything. I'm ready. Then Jesus said, then the citizens are free. They don't pay taxes. Oops, maybe I'm one for two. But Jesus said, but let's not offend anybody. We love the temple and we want to support the temple and we don't want to offend anyone, so let's pay the temple tax. But Jesus was right. He was a citizen. He was a Jew. He was free. But he laid aside his own rights to keep from offending someone else. Now There's a lesson to learn. And Peter blushed. I'd love to pick up your temple tax tab, Jesus, but... I just don't have it. Jesus smiled. You still like fishing, do you? I do. Maybe Jesus will have me go fishing, catch fish, sell fish, and pay the tax. Brilliant. But Jesus had a more marvelous miracle in mind. You go to the water, throw in a line, and the first fish you catch will have a coin in its mouth. Take that coin to the temple and pay the tax for you and for me. Now, you can call it a coincidence if you want, but I call it a miracle. God only knows how God worked this miracle, but if it was a coincidence, Jesus guessed that someone dropped a large silver coin in the water and guessed which fish would catch the coin and guessed which fish Peter would snag on the first try. That's a lot of guessing and a whole lot of faith. But since Jesus could calm the stormy sea and walk on the churning sea, he can know which fish caught a coin and which fish Peter would catch on the first try. Jesus' turn-by-turn directions end Matthew 17. And Matthew 18 opens with the disciples arguing like second graders over who will be student of the month. But we don't know how the temple tax story ends. But I think we do. Peter didn't have any other options. He already opened his mouth about the master paying the temple tax. The temple tax collector might have been hanging out around the house waiting for the temple tax. Matthew must have loved writing this miracle because he was a tax collector and he knew the game. So Peter grabbed a line and went fishing. He left his trusty net in the boat because he wasn't fishing for a catch, he was fishing for a coin. And he picked up the fishing line, hooked a bait on the end, threw it in the water, and within minutes, he got a bite. His muscles flexed a bit. Peter gently pulled up on the line and pulled up on the line and pulled up on the line until he saw the fish he hooked. He kept pulling and pulling and pulling until finally he held the fish in his hands. And when he opened the fish's mouth to pull out the hook, he saw a coin in this fish's mouth a coin that amounted to just enough to pay for Peter and Jesus' temple tax. Peter expected enough to pay for Jesus's, but he didn't expect enough to pay for his own. Peter smiled and shook his head. How does he do that? Why would he do that? Why would he pay a tax he didn't owe and cover a tax I couldn't pay? Jesus did that because he loved Peter. And he loved the people enough to keep from offending them. 
This miracle shows the gentleness and the tenderness of a shepherd who went out of his way to keep from hurting his sheep. He could have publicly embarrassed Peter. You know better than to open your big mouth, Peter. I don't know anything. He could have publicly humiliated the tax collector. All right, let's have a little debate. Winner gets the loser's house. He could have pounded his fists on the table. If that low-down, no-good, yellow-bellied, dust-eating tax collector wants my money, you tell him to come in here and get it. But he didn't. Jesus humbly and miraculously paid for his tax and for Simon Peter's. If you did a miracle, even if you're in a mess of your own making, don't be afraid to ask Jesus. He loved Peter. He loves us. And don't try to understand his ways. If he tells you to go fishing, grab a line and head for the water. If he tells you to apply for the job, even if you don't have all the qualifications for the job, apply anyway. Even if there are 5,000 overqualified applicants for the job and you're the only underqualified, apply anyway. Jesus knows where the coin is. Jesus knows where the fish is. And if we follow his directions, we just might find both on the first try. I'd like us to pray right now for the Lord to work whatever miracle he needs to work in our lives. I know it's tough and difficult right now with the way the economy is, inflation and all of that. And yet the God we serve owns it all and knows where it all is and knows how he's going to meet our needs. Let's pray that God would give us faith in him and trust him and obey him. Whatever he says, we'll say, yes, Lord. Jesus, we trust you. We trust that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and them that dwell therein. You own all of it. The cattle on a thousand hills, you own the hills on which the cattle stand. We call on you today and ask you to meet the needs of your people. God, whatever miracles we need financially, whatever help we need, I pray you would meet our needs, Lord Jesus. You would help us. You love us. I'm so thankful for those who are worried and fearful. God, I pray, help us to look to you to have faith. Do for us what you did for Simon Peter, God. Increase our faith and show us that you really are in charge and you really have our best interest at heart and you know how to make all things work out together for our good. We trust you. We believe you, and we will obey you. We will say, yes, Lord, in Jesus' precious name, amen. Hey, thank you, Simplify listeners. Be sure to click subscribe. Be sure to click share. Click the bell. Click the like button. Click the follow button. Click the heart. Whatever you got to click to make sure you don't miss any episodes when they drop, and you can share with your friends so they don't have to miss any either. I want to welcome some new listeners from Jordan who are joining us. Thank you so much for joining our Simplify listening audience. We are so glad you're here. Next week, I want to share with you a devotion called 18 Years. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.